You're listening to the College Age Movement Podcast. Hey guys, hope that you are doing really well. I got the opportunity to sit down with lead pastor Grant Brusco from Summit Church in Spokane, Washington. Uh, I've known Grant for about five years, and he's one of the most incredible guys uh, that I've ever met. We have built a friendship, and he is a leader that I want to be like. One of the things that Grant is really passionate about is relationships and discipleship, and he's just really, really wise, and the way that he speaks um, is just so fun to listen to and to garner wisdom from. So we sat down, and we talked about discipleship. It was the best type of conversation because I spoke a little bit, and he spoke a lot, and so I hope that you get a ton out of this as we think about and look at what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. Thanks for being here today. Uh, super excited to have you. Uh, one of the things that we want to have a conversation about is just discipleship. I know it's a huge part of your passion and the way that you lead and pastor. And so uh, let's start there. Like, what what do you view as discipleship? Yeah. Um, and how how can we step into that as young adults? Yeah. Well, I'm just just to like preface whatever I'm going to say. I am not like a resident expert on <laughs> discipleship or anything, and. Um, I'm just a beggar, and Jesus has afforded me some bread through mm-hmm. my journey. And so it's just like one beggar to another, like, hey, I, f- I found some food that has been helpful for my soul, mm-hmm. and specifically around the concept and the truth of discipleship. And so, um, yeah, that's my heart in things that I'm going to talk about is um, not from a place of arrival, but from a place of like, right. I, I really want to have the image of God, Christ, formed in me. Um, and, and that being done through discipleship mm-hmm. and, uh, but, uh, a couple years ago I read a book by, I think he was a theology professor and philosophy professor at the university of Southern California, not a Trojan fan. But, uh, <laughs> and, uh, his name is Dallas Willard and the book was renovation of the heart. And he used this working definition for discipleship as, apprentices of Jesus. And I, before I started doing ministry, um, I had done apprenticeships, like learning different trades, trying to figure out what kind of career path I was going to take. And that just clicked with me where, um, as an apprentice, you get paired up with an expert in a craft or a field and, um, and you just are alongside them. You are learning the tools, you are learning techniques and like tips and pro tips and, uh, all of that. And so that concept of apprenticeship has been really helpful for discipleship in my life. Mm. Um, where, and, and then I got to say like, man, that's, I need to apprentice under Jesus. And, mm. and then even just kind of bumping into some of John Mark Comer's teachings and stuff of like, just being with Jesus, doing what Jesus did and becoming like him and that framework and, mm. um, things like that. But yeah, it really burst out of this ache where like reading a bunch of blogs and books coming out like over the last decade on the greatest threats that exist to the church. And mm-hmm. they're these, whatever, whatever they are, they exist out there outside the framework of the church, whether it's an ideology or a movement of movements kind of drawing, um, you know, kind of lukewarm believers away from faith in right, Jesus. Right. And I just, I was getting frustrated with that. And I just, I've kind of come to, uh, a thinking construct that the greatest threat to the church doesn't exist outside of the church. It exists within Mm. and specifically the discipleship deficit that we are severely lacking as apprentices of Jesus. And specifically because 
a lot of us, myself included, we kind of compartmentalize Jesus and he's Lord of my life here. He's my friend here. He's not really welcome with me on the weekend, Friday <laughs> night, but, right. or when I'm watching a game with some buddies or um, I'm at a bar shooting pool or whatever. Right. But um, when Jesus in John 15, he's saying, he, he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. And then I think it's like 15 times in that passage of scripture, he uses the word remain mm. or some translations say abide. Mm. And so discipleship, um, what has been helpful for me is this, this invitation to allow Jesus not just like to to not just allow him um, to be a guest in my life, but to take up residency. Mm. Like yo, everything you you have keys to the kingdom. Yeah, everything that I am, that's you are good. welcome here. And so, um, and the kind of I you know we all have to build frameworks or have some sort of thinking construct to help us order our thoughts and and shape the narrative that we're believing. And so, really, discipleship or apprentice with Jesus it begins there with presence for me, mm. and just not even making every effort, but just this willingness to acknowledge Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit with me everywhere, all the time, mm -hmm. no matter what. So presence and that reality, it's, it's not necessarily me doing a bunch of stuff or not doing a bunch of stuff. It really comes down to my attentiveness. Mm. If, if what Jesus said is true, he said it's better that he leaves so the Holy Spirit could come and that the Spirit would empower me to live as a witness of Jesus's testimony. And, and in that, um, he is, he's is walking through life with me. He is journeying through this, you know, if, if I'm lucky, if we're lucky, I think the la average life expectancy in the United States of America is 78 years. <laughs> so, I mean, well, I'm 34, yeah. like that, I'm almost halfway done. Yeah. That's wild. Jeez. And like, just like, and not to freak me out, but <laughs> just to give me a framework, yeah. like, where are you as an apprentice of Jesus? And it really comes down to, I want to live my life when I'm friending, when I'm neighboring, when I'm recreating, when I'm eating a meal, when I'm driving down the street, when I'm at a park, um, attentive to the presence of God. Mm. And sometimes that's subtle and it's just that realization and recognition of um, everywhere you go, he is. Mm -hmm. And then moving from presence, um, is formation mm -hmm. that like we are constantly being formed and uh 24 7 365 we are undergoing a formation process our spiritual formation process and the narratives that we've believed the experiences that we've had the habits that we've um that we've just kind of grown accustomed to that we are mindless towards and so this is where I struggle because I get tip into religiosity really mm. quick. Sure. I want to earn God's love mm. by being a deeply formed follower of yeah, Jesus, same, same, yeah. not just a shallowly existing follower. And so then it tips into practices and it comes down to, you know, scripture and prayer and fasting and silence and solitude and mm. all these unbelievably good um, habits to integrate into your life because that's what Jesus did. Those spiritual practices are um, the way of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so, I, yeah, I, wanted, I want to do what you did. And so when, I'm going to read through the Gospels, and, and it seems like time away with the Father in prayer was a priority in Jesus' right. life. Yeah. But I can't wake up an hour before my family because I'm really tired. You know? <laughs> like, and yeah. so just to a degree, 
I struggle with religiosity though, because then I feel like a really crummy follower of Jesus because I never live up to the standard of my expectation mm. when I'm fasting or, yeah. or when I enter into a time of prayer or when I try to sit down and examine the scriptures and say, Lord, speak to me, mm. um, or silence and solitude, man, it is hard for me to be alone with myself mm. for extended periods of time. And I'm an introvert because like it is difficult to slow your body down long enough to let it, I say, slow your body down long enough to let your soul catch up to it. Right. Cause you move at this pace that is just yeah. like pop, 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 pop. And there's some like deep stuff when you slow down mm. and you just got to be present with yourself. Yeah. Um, that is, it's terrifying for yeah. a lot of people. So presence is the first aspect of apprenticeship that I've really been kind of attentive to. And then that formational, and that is, that is a work in progress for me. And one thing that has been really helpful in the formation is that I engage in these practices because of God's love for me, not to earn his love. Mm. And that is one thing that I have to regularly come back to because I get really gross in my heart. Mm. And then the third aspect of discipleship uh, that has been significant um, as an apprentice of Jesus is mission, that presence, formation, and mission, that I can, um, it can become all about me really quick. Right. Presence and formation tend to be a lot, uh, a lot self-focused activity mm-hmm. um, or just being. And so discipleship is also about uh, missional living, that um, the Great Commission, you know, uh, Jesus says, I have all authority, um, in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So therefore go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And surely I will be with you always until the end of the age. And so there is this, there is this commissioning to live as a disciple, but also um, make disciples, help other apprentices in their journey and not just shove them into where you think they need to be, um, not pull them into where you are, but um, you got to slow down long enough to be present with people mm. and say, man, wh- where are you? What's going on? What is your next step with Jesus? And it is going to be so unique to each person. Mm-hmm. Um, that frustrates me because I want to systematize it. Right. Yeah. I'm like, oh, hey, here's the linear progression of your discipleship, and let me help you move across this spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that just isn't what we're afforded as followers of Jesus. And if you just look at the Great Commission, it... It, without two sentences, I refer to the Great Commission as the great impossibility. Go teach everyone to obey what I've commanded. I think I forgot that when I tried to quote it earlier, but he says, go make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded. Good luck. Yeah. I can't <laughs> I can't even obey any like sixty percent of what you've commanded. Yeah. yeah. I struggle with arrogance and pride and greed and selfishness and all the stuff. Yeah. And then you want me to go in my incomplete state, help other people grow as apprentices. But um, I think those two sentences in the Great Commission that that change everything are um, all authority on earth and in heaven have been given to me. Mm. And before that sentence, the word therefore exists. Mm. And so, uh, or, or after that sentence, he says, all authority has been given to me, therefore, 
go make disciples. Mm. And therefore, every time in Scripture is this hinge word that right. says, pay attention to the sentence or what was said before it, because that is what everything that comes after is predicated on. Yeah. yeah. So discipleship and making disciples is predicated on the authority of Jesus, not mm. my ability. So good. And I'm like, wait, I want to be, I'm super talented. And <laughs> like, let me just be great. Like, yeah. I want to be the best thing you've ever seen, Jesus. And he's like, right. dude, I love you. And I just delight in you. I'm not interested in how great you are. Mm-hmm. So discipleship, my apprenticeship to Jesus is predicated on the authority of Jesus. And me helping other people grow as apprentices of Jesus is predicated on his authority. And then, so that's the first sentence. And then the last is the button sentence. Yeah, right. It's the, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I used to have a buddy in high school. Like I mentioned, I was a, I was, a, I'm an introvert. I don't know if I mentioned that, but I'm a, yeah, I'm like the poster boy of introverts. <laughs> and uh, I had a buddy who he just was the opposite, and he's just like he used this phrase "roll dog," and it's just everything he did. He's like, "Hey, you want to be my roll dog? Just roll with me." I'm like, "What are we doing?" He's like, "I'm going to get my tires changed on my car. You want to be my roll dog?" And I'm like, "I don't want to go with you to get your tires changed <laughs> on your car." Like, and that, but what I like. What I why I say that is my friend like that just like persistence to like just hey be with me yeah when we're di- when we're discipling others and when we're walking as disciples Christ is with us mm-hmm. it isn't this like it isn't this just like wild west endeavor where we're trying to figure stuff out on our own mm-hmm. like the spirit of God is present with us and um, one of the effects that Jesus says. Um, that we can expect of the Spirit of God with us in John 16 is he says um, the Holy Spirit will convict the world of sin. And then he says, and the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. So I'm with you always. So discipleship, we have everything we need. Right. We aren't, I think we we have believed the lie that we are lacking mm. and Jesus has provided exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ask or imagine in the person of the spirit. Mm-hmm. So he's like, Hey, I got you. So when you, when you get sideways, there's going to be conviction. Mm-hmm. And at times we're like, God's not speaking to me. He's not moving in my life. And it's like, well, he has, he's convicted you of the same thing for five years and you haven't responded to it. <laughs> Been right. saying the same thing to you yeah. so long that you've grown numb and mm-hmm. cold toward the voice of God in your life. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I, recognizing that as a disciple, I'm going to experience conviction. Mm-hmm. God acting on my heart saying, this isn't what's best for you. Mm-hmm. Repent, be restored, be healed, be forgiven. And then also, I, it is crazy right now to be a human being. Right. And it's just like, well, how do I navigate the complexities of culture? How do I even navigate the complexities of my own desires? And he's like, I got you. The Spirit's going to guide you. So from where I sit, we are, we are well-positioned to live out and fulfill the Great Commission if we would really just submit and open our lives up to God. Right. Um, so uh, it's a journey, dude, and yeah. I wish I could flesh out, like, everything. It is it is a working process, mm-hmm. and um, but presence, formation, and mission. And they're not hierarchical. Mm-hmm. They're not even linear. Like, right. they're just this, like, Trinitarian expression, I think, of discipleship where it feeds into each other. Yeah. As I'm abiding in Christ, formation's going to flow from that. Yeah. And as I'm uh, engaging in practices and taking my spiritual formation seriously, presence is going to be there. And 
mission is also going to feed one another. Mm -hmm. They're in relationship with one another. So that has been a helpful thinking construct for me as I learn what it means to be an apprentice of Jesus. And then one of my last thoughts would be, um, it can be, we, we were actually talking about this a little bit, but that, that lie or just that subtle misunderstanding that we somehow need to get to a certain point right. as a follower of Jesus before we could help other people grow as apprentices of Jesus, it just isn't true. It's a really good lie because it's halfway true. Right. It's half, right, yeah, yeah, Which yeah. those are the best lies mm-hmm. because it's saying um, you and I have limitations. We have bound. Like, it's like, I'm not, I don't, there are certain things I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to navigate very specific things that other people are going through. And so I need to recognize that there, that I'm a restricted human being to time and space. Um, but that doesn't mean that I can't participate in someone else's discipleship process with what God is doing in them. Mm-hmm. So that, that misunderstanding that we somehow need to get to a destination mm-hmm. or a place of what we would perceive as arrival before we start discipling mm-hmm. other people that is a lie that we must kill, mm-hmm. not just be aware of. Right. Like we got to put it to, we got to kill it. Yeah. And then what we're really signing up for is the glorious mess of what it means to be a human being on this earth mm-hmm. where we are so loved. God deeply delights in us, but yet we are broken and flawed and messy and we are learning who we are in Christ Jesus together. And um, discipleship is possible because of Jesus being in authority and him being with us. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, it's impossible. It's right. like just maybe just give up. Right. But maybe I'm crazy. I think it's faith, yeah. not crazy, but yeah. just enough faith to believe that I'm going to bet the farm on what Jesus said in the Great Commission. Right. And if he if that was his directive to his followers, I'm also going to bet the farm on the fact that he's going to see it to fulfillment. So let's go. Let's get messy. Yep. Let's engage our own mess as an apprentice and also be willing to um, participate in other people's discipleship. Yeah. Hey, let's follow Jesus together. Yeah. What's that going to look like? Yeah. Uh, presence formation mission has been helpful for me. Yeah. But Dude, that's so good. Yeah. That's so good. You covered a ton of the, the questions that I have. And I, I think that, that that's one of the biggest misconceptions in discipleship is that for those of us who grew up in church or maybe even for people who didn't, like you look at disciples and you look at the fully, what we would consider a fully formed disciple of Jesus. And you mm. go, well, like, well, I'm not that. Yeah. So like what, I, where do I even start? Mm. And so I, I guess like a, a wrap up question would be for, for people who are, I mean, maybe you've been following Jesus for 10 years. Maybe mm. you're like dipping your toes, whatever it may be. Like mm. what would be like a practical suggestion in your mind for somebody to just say, this is how I'm going to start. Yeah. In, in, in my spiritual practices in, in this pursuit of becoming a disciple of Jesus. Yeah. This is going to sound massive, yep. but I would, I would say where you start is this, I came across this ancient like tradition, like early church mothers, early church fathers thing called a rule of life. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds legalistic, but um, every healthy thing has a structure that helps support its growth, a family unit, a garden. Like you don't just go chuck a bunch of (laughs) fruit and vegetable seeds on the ground and say, let it rip. Like there needs to be some structure, some vision, some intention, and some means 
to what you're doing and structure is really helpful. And the rule of life is simply a sober-minded assessment where you just start with not what you think you should do, Hmm. but you slow yourself down and just say, God, what do you have for me in this season as your apprentice? Hmm. And you bring a trusted person into that. Hmm. This isn't like, uh, you're just going Lone Ranger on this thing. It's It's something done in community. And so I think building a rule of life, which is just a structure, and you start by saying, Lord, what is it that you have for me in this season of apprenticeship? And then you, like I personally just open up like a note on my phone. And there have been some, some seasons of my life where my discipleship or my apprentice is once a week, I go on a walk by myself through this park in Spokane where I'm from called Manitou Park. And it is just to be attentive to the wonder and the awe of God as creator. Mm. And I'm not this like, oh, everything's beautiful. Wow, look at that. (laughs) But like just intentionally walking through this park and recognizing the trees and the animals and the people recreating there and just being immersed in the moment with God. Mm. Um, And then then maybe pick a practice that is like, uh, I'm going to read through the gospel of Matthew or John. for the next three months. And, but I think a rule of life is just a working document that you make iterations to over time. And it is just a helpful structure. It is not intended to be this thing that chokes you out. It is not a legalistic document that says, look at how great I am. It is you slowing down and saying, God, what is it that you have for me in this season of an apprenticeship to you? And then have a plan. Like, I can't tell you, I, I, the problem is with me is, I know I need structure, but I absolutely hate it. Right. So yeah. that is the rub for me where it's just like, I know I need structure. I know I habits and rhythms and some, some, some sort of a plan. And it's not, it's not necessarily that we're for building a formula for what it means to be a disciple, but you're being attentive to what God has. And then you're being faithful in that. So the rule of life has been tremendously helpful for me. And it literally is you just slowing down and going, God, what do you have for me? Mm-hmm. And then putting it down and saying, for the next three months, I'm going to engage in maybe just something that isn't a spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, one of my, one of the things in my rule of life is uh, I drink way too much coffee, dude. Like way too is there, much. I don't think there's such, such a thing as Bro, that. Like, I'm like, just like shaky. <laughs> like I'm like a scared dog, like <laughs> a bird dog that's just like waiting to run out. And, uh, so I like one of my rule of life things is a two to one coffee to water ratio. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, I'm, I can enjoy coffee, but I got to get some water in my body right. too. And that was a, that was when I slowed down. I was like, what do you have for me? Yeah. It's like your body's off. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's kind of doesn't seem very spiritual. But again, like right. if we're not compartmentalizing who Jesus is, every aspect of our life yeah. is spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, my coffee intake and my water intake, Jesus is in that. Mm-hmm. He's present in that. Mm-hmm. And when I'm just over-caffeinated and twitchy, it affects who I am. Right. And so uh, it, it can be a, whatever it looks like for you. But then having having something that is presence-focused in the rule of life, having something that is formation-focused, and then something that is missional-focused. Who are you serving? Mm-hmm. Who are you stepping towards? And so rule of life. That, I know that sounds like, oh, my gosh, it's this huge undertaking. It's not. Yeah. Um, you are, we are more than capable of saying, what is it that you have for me in this next season, Jesus? Yeah. And then just process it with someone. And I would say, start super small mm-hmm. because if you shoot for the moon, 
right. you really quickly are going to be overwhelmed and discouraged. Right. And so maybe it's setting your alarm 30 minutes early and just waking up to simply just be in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. Hey, I know you're here. Yeah. Here I am. God, use me today how you want. Mm-hmm. So a really basic, mm-hmm. not overly complex structure for you and what God is having for you this season of life. Yeah. And then there's iterations to it, set timelines. Maybe it's a month, maybe it's three months, maybe it's six months. And over time, you will grow and mature and really live into the deeply rooted life in Christ, not just this shallowly shaped existence. Right. Yeah. But you aren't yeah. earning anything. Yeah. It's <laughs> right. I, another quote from that renovation of the heart book is by Dallas Willard is that God's grace isn't opposed to effort, but it's opposed to earning. Hmm. So you're earning jack. Right. It's all been given to you. So what you are doing is saying like, there's some effort in this thing. Yeah. So step towards it, mm-hmm. but don't, it's not performative. Yeah. There's nothing to earn. He loves you and delights in you. Mm-hmm. And it is just this invitation to a life together with him. So good. Yeah. So good, man. I love that too, because instead of buying into some five-step program that somebody's like, this is how you become like, mm-hmm. you're allowing God to tell you how you're going to become a disciple yeah. because there's not a foolproof plan for like your discipleship journey is different than my discipleship journey, Completely, which is different yeah. than whoever else is. So yeah. you're allowing the Holy spirit to just be like, Hey, I'm going to allow you to discern in me, in my presence, what yeah. you need dude. because I know better than anybody else. And that's, Absolutely. that's so good, dude. I love yeah. it. Thank you so much for yeah. taking time. And oh, of course, um, we got to get you to a flight. And so, <laughs> um, we could talk about this. Yeah. I could keep for freaking it's all like day my long. favorite thing to yeah. talk about. This is like the best interview ever where I talked for like 30 seconds. I'm just like, go. And you're like, just like wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. Dude. So thank you so much, man. Yeah. Love yeah. you, brother. You, love you too. Thank you for listening to the College Age Movement Podcast. College Age Movement's in-person gatherings meet Tuesday nights at 7, and we would love to have you there. If you are unable to join us in person, you can engage online at faithchapel.cc or follow us on our socials at collegeagemvmt.